What's up, y'all? It's Kavya. Welcome back to the 22nd episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by T.T. Terry, who is a sprinter at the University of Southern California. Thank you so much for joining me today. It really means a lot. You're welcome. No problem. So obviously, this year has been a really you know unique one, and especially for athletes where seasons have been canceled, postponed, gyms have been closed. So what have you been doing during these last few months, whether that be just for fun or with respect to training? Um, so the last few months, um, once quarantine happened, I kind of, like, just enjoyed the break, um, mm-hmm. spending time with family and friends, um, because, they're, like, as a elite track athlete, you don't get much time off, so you basically, like, compete year-round, yeah, sure. um, starting January, ending August, um, so I just enjoyed the time off, I was training here and there, but it wasn't really consistent, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm back at SC, um, I've nice. been back. Um, once the semester started, I've been training with my coaches and just taking things from there. Yeah, that's super awesome. So you're back in L.A. So what's your training schedule like? Is it it's pretty intense or um, you're just kind of easing back into it? Um, It's just more so easing back into it, um, getting back in the groove, considering yeah. we've been off for like seven months or so. so. I know. Yeah, so I always like to start off with how you began your journey with sport. You know, growing up, was sports a large part of your life? Um, No, not really. Um, I was walking home from school one day um, when I was nine years old, and I saw a team practicing um, the way, that, like, um, the path that I walked home. And I decided, I was like, we're going to go out there, try out, or whatever. Um, me, my sister, my brothers, auntie, some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out, we tried out, and I made it to the Junior Olympics my first year. Oh, wow. And my my relay also broke um, the national age group record in my first year running as well. So it was track, like, the first sport you kind of got into? Yeah, track was the first and only sport. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I think some people don't really have that same passion for running like track athletes but what do you what do you love about it like why did you choose and decide to continue doing track um I just love being able to travel and meet new people mm-hmm. um compete do something that I love um because I always like play in the yards and stuff or like ran against like the boys in the neighborhood yeah <laughs> and stuff like that so like just being able to inspire others through what I do and um, not only like domestically but internationally as well like yeah. when I travel and people ask you like know who I am and just being able to build relationships that turn into lifelong friendships yeah for sure I mean currently you're a sprinter at USC why why did you choose to attend USC um I know I, I knew I always knew I wanted something different I mm-hmm. didn't want to stay in Florida um, at first, I was saying I was going to attend Florida, but, like, I never really had a reason to attend Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, then I looked into U.S. I came across USC, looked into it. I saw Deanna Hill was here mm-hmm. um, before I got here. Kendall Ellis was here. And, like, yeah. I looked up to Deanna. Um, Kendall competed against her a lot. Well, not specifically against her, but because we're in two different groups, but against, like, St. Thomas a lot. And um, I came on a visit, and I just fit in with the team, and I loved it. Yeah, going off of that, um, a lot of people who listen to my podcast are like young female athletes like myself, like in high school. So what advice do you have for student athletes when it comes to making that decision for where to go to college and take that next step? 
Um, I always tell them choose where you want to go, not where someone else tell you to go. Yeah. Because you're the one that have to be there for four years. You're the one that have to spend time alone there, away from your family. Um, of course you have your team and stuff, but make sure it's somewhere that you're comfortable with, somewhere that you fit in, and that you're not trying to like follow a family tradition or mm-hmm. go somewhere because your mom or your dad like fans of this school and they love this school. Yeah. Do what's best for you. Yeah, that's such great advice. And at USC, I mean, you've collected so many accolades, both academically and athletically. I mean, to name a few, your freshman year, you were in first-team All-American honors in the 100 and 4 by one multiple records. And then in 2019, you won first in the national championships in the 60-meter and 4 by one So I want to ask you, like, what accomplishment are you most proud of during your career so far, whether that be at SC or, you know, Team USA or anything? Um, I think my most part of the accomplishment would be the indoor championships. Mm-hmm. Um, winning the indoor championship because if anyone that follows my career know that we have conference, then you have like a week or so, then you have the national championships. Um, and at my conference that year, I false started for the like first time ever in my life in my career. Wow. Um, a track and field and going into nationals, the prelim round. I was so hesitant in the blocks because I was like, I don't want to fall start again, especially yeah. at nationals. Um, and stuff because like the team title and stuff is on the line. So mm-hmm. looking back, like at the prelim race, like I barely made it um, into the final. And then going into the final, I was in lane one or whatever. Like lanes don't really matter, but you um, basically want to be like in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really pay attention to that going to the finals. I just knew. Um, I had something to do once I went into the finals, and that was to um, come out with a win and get score points for my team. And then I also, like, had Coach Carol, who, like, she really believed in me that race more than, like, I believed in myself. Yeah. Um, like, we had a meeting, like, late that night or whatever, and she was, like, gave me encouraging words and stuff. And then, like, I just kept reciting it to myself throughout the day. And then, surprisingly, I won the title. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And you kind of – talked about something I wanted to talk about which is like the mental aspect of sports I think a lot of the time we talk a lot about people's amazing accomplishments and the highs in people's careers and you know there are lows that we don't necessarily talk about which I think can be really inspiring a lot of people I remember I actually got to interview Carmelita Jeter who I think you look up to who I look up to as an athlete and I think I asked her I was like how does it feel to be the fastest woman alive and she said you know it took a lot of sacrifice and hard work and so I want to ask you, was there a moment, whether that be the one you just mentioned or another one during your career or in college, where you really lacked confidence? And could you talk about that and how you overcame that struggle? Um, I won't say I necessarily lacked confidence. Because um, I've always been a confident person, no matter if I'm a freshman coming in, a sophomore, racing against juniors or anything. Yeah. Um, especially since I started track. Um, so young and I was always at the bottom of the age group um, so my confidence was always there um, as far as the mental aspect it's just knowing like you know you can you have to know you can do it and believe that you can do it um, because like your mental can definitely take a toll um, yeah, the way you sure. think about going into the race or like you feel like you already feel like you're going to lose the race or something before the race even start you basically already lost because yeah. you undefeated yourself mentally mm-hmm. So what's your advice for, you know, you said you've always been a confident person, but I know, you know, my teammates, sometimes myself, it, there's times where you lack confidence or you lack that self-belief, like you said, 
what's your advice for how to overcome that and how to, you know, embrace more confidence? Um, I'll say, um, have people in your circle that believe in you um, more than you believe in yourself. Um, because that can help a lot. They can, um, help you like, um, overcome like your negative thoughts and just provide you like reassuring words and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, do you, do you guys have like a mental trainer or like a sports psychologist at SC that you go to? Um, we have access to sports psychology, but me personally, I don't, um, go to them. I don't use them. Got it. Got it. Because I know, you know, that's a good resource for a lot of athletes who, you know, want to kind of dig deep into that side of the game. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about your, you know, multiple academic honors that you've received over your career. And I think education is super important and valuable for young women. And, you know, at SC, you have the opportunity for such an amazing education. What advice would you provide for how to best balance academics and prioritize it amidst, like, your other activities or athletics in this case? Um, so I'm someone that loves to write out their goals. So I write out my, uh, my goals and I know what I want to accomplish before things even get started. So like before the semester even start, I'll write out what it is that I want to accomplish. So like, um, I wanted to accomplish graduating in three years and I made that decision my freshman year, um, before I even started like fall classes and stuff like that. Um, so just like writing down your goals, being aware of what it is that you want to do and always put your mind to it. Um, don't let others try to talk you out of it uh, because there are some people that would think like your goals is hard to accomplish, but at the end of the day, it's not them. It's you that's doing it and you know what you're capable of. And most times you are more capable in doing than what you think you can do. Mm. So basically just keeping your mind set on what it is that you want to do and don't um, turn away from it when it gets like a little tough or hard. Yeah, that is such powerful advice. And so what did you major in at USC or what did you study? Um, so I got my undergrad degree. Um, I got my BA in communications with a minor in forensic criminality. And now currently I'm working on my master's in entrepreneurship and innovation. That's awesome. Do you want to like pursue a career in that later on? Or what are your goals for like long term? Um, my long-term goals is to, um, of course, work, work professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we all know sports come to an end one day. So once yeah. that end, um, go back into either the criminal justice field or do something along the lines of, like, sports broadcasting. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And then, like, as far as, like, getting my master's and stuff and, like, entrepreneurship and innovation, I do want to, like, start a foundation Or something, like, to give back to my community and to give back, like, to others and stuff like that. That's awesome. I'm rooting for you. Your your son's firing. (laughs) Um, You know, most of your events are really short, and you have to sprint all out for those few seconds. So what do you, like, I've always been curious, like, can you take me through what's going through your mind before, during, and after a race? Like, are you thinking of anything during a race? Um, during my race, no. Um, so, like, when, when we get in the blocks, we have, like, a cue, mm-hmm. um, that you say, like, when you, once you get in the set position, so, like, you can focus and zone in on your race, but majority of the time, my mind will be, like, really clear, um, mm-hmm. during the race, I, like, very clear, like, I don't be thinking about nothing, um, but I do be able to hear, like, certain people's voices in the stands, I be able, like, to hear them, um, while I'm running, before a race, I don't really think about the race at all um, because you don't want to, like, psych yourself out or anything. Yeah. 
Um, so like you're gonna probably think about the race maybe starting in your warm up, like what like what you wanna accomplish. Um, but I don't necessarily try to think times and stuff because then that can like kinda throw you off. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, unintentionally by trying to think of like, oh, I need to hit this time, I need to run that time. So I just think about it like just go out there and have fun. As long as you execute and run your zones correctly, everything else will follow. Yeah, and I know um, that 60 meter in 2019, like after you finished, it just looked like you had so much fun out there. And, you know, whenever I watch that race back, it's like there's so much talent on that line. And all the women are just so badass. It's really awesome. And speaking of women, you know, this podcast, I created it last year to highlight amazing women in sport. And you inspire so many women, like you said. But what are some women or female athletes you looked up to growing up or you still look up to now? Um, you, uh, of course, you know, I look up to Carmelita Jeter. Yeah. Um, I still, I still look up to her. Um, and then like some women, oh, also she, like Shelly Ann Frazier. Yeah. Um, and then Sonya Richard Ross. And then like some people that's outside my sport is someone like Serena Williams. Oh yeah. Um, she I love me. watching her compete, watching her do what she do, even though it's in a different field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be it right now. When so obviously you know you inspire so many women. What would you want them to learn from you? What do you want them to like take away from watching you compete, watching you do do your thing? Um, to always give they all at whatever they decide to do. Uh, whether it's sports, whether it's something like creatively, whatever you decide to pursue, just give your all. And as women, always be, or as girls or women, um, always be fierce. Um, don't let nobody tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. And just go for it. Set high goals, accomplish them. And once you accomplish those, set more, even higher, and just keep going and repeat the process. You know, when you think of women's sports today, we've definitely come a long way with respect to representation, resources, but I think there's still a long way to go. Um, What changes do you think, or do you want to see in the world of women's sports, whether that be how people talk to and about female athletes, um, media visibility, or whatever you think, you know, we can change? Um, I think um, definitely media, um, showing us more in the media. Um, There's always, like, male sports being shown um mm-hmm. not much of women's sports on like main channels and stuff yeah. um it's always on like channels that you may like have to pay for like something that you don't really use or necessarily know about and then also the constant conversation of women being paid equally yeah. um because women do the same um women may not compete I, I believe women compete high just like men do um but of course men will compete even higher than us because the men specifically mm-hmm. um but i feel like women should be paid equally um like a prime example like right now it's not within my sport but a lot of people have people talking about um super and lebron james how yeah. she um been in the WNBA for 17 years four championships but yet her pay is not the same as lebron nor is her bonus um which is like sad to see that women make the same sacrifice men do uh, put their body on the line the same way they do but yet they are treated like poorly yeah that's such a great example and I think it's been all over and I've had the chance to interview like a couple WNBA players and 
they did talk about that, but there's also so much improvement that's going on with the recent, like, CBA agreement, and they're getting paid more, so there's definitely improvements to be made, but, you know, there's definitely growth happening already, which is pretty awesome to see. Um, so, before I ask my last question, just a fun question, um, do you have a good, like, what's your pre-game playlist, like, what does that look like, or do you listen to any, like, what's your favorite song right now? Um, I usually just listen, um, to gospel. Mm, yeah. Um, I have a gospel playlist, and then more so, um, the song, um, You Will Win, um, by Jacqueline Carr, and yeah. That's awesome. So, firstly, just thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me. This is a really inspiring conversation. You're welcome. So, the last question I have, I ask this to all the athletes I interview, but what is the most important thing that you think we should teach young women today? Um, to be themselves, um, no matter what other people say, um, because like, especially today in the world, well, in the world today, um, you have a lot of other people that try to make decisions for women Mm -hmm. and they don't know what women go through. Um, like more so what I mean of other people making decisions for women is more so like men, um, try to like govern women bodies or like tell them like, um, your body or the media itself like try to tell your body image should be this yeah. your body image should be that um, don't try to like stick to those stereotypes because like ballerinas we were told they supposed to be skinny petite like black girls don't do um, ballerina stuff but yet we got Misty Copeland like mm-hmm. who challenged that stereotype so just to be their self the best um, version of their selves yeah I love that once again you know thank you so much and good luck with everything Thank you.